Today's Friday, March 31st, 2023. Donald Trump to be arrested next week in New York after sham indictment. Republicans and Trump critics call out weaponization of the justice system. And Mike Davis, Trump's potential attorney general in his next administration, joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Fast-moving news environment here, ladies and gentlemen. You want to make sure that you have dependable cell phone coverage. That is why I use Patriot Mobile. It is the only Christian conservative wireless provider. It offers dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. In times like these, you must be connected, especially for us. We've been live pretty much every single hour of the last 24 hours. So you can get the best possible service in your area. Use Patriot Mobile. They have a coverage guarantee. Plus, they are a company that just lives out your values. The knowledge that you are supporting a free speech, sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military and first responders and heroes by using Patriot Mobile. Their 100% U.S.-backed customer service is ready to make the switch today. Call 878-PATRIOT or go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny. PatriotMobile.com backslash Benny. Trump indicted last night in New York. Does the energy feel different today? It does. For me, you might notice that I'm wearing my Donald Trump shirt. The energy feels different in this country because we're not a country where this kind of thing is supposed to happen. Now, you're going to hear a lot of pablum from the left about, well, no one is above the law. But you see what that entails is that there is a rule of law that is standard to all of us. These people are functioning on a different system. It is no longer red versus blue. It is no longer blue state and red state, Republican, Democrat. These colors don't matter anymore. None of this matters anymore. This is us versus a very small cabal of elites who have infested like rats, cockroaches, and termites into the woodwork and the institutions in our nation. These elites are Marxists. They are Marxists and communists at heart. And what a Marxist will tell you is that all power to the state And all power should be inside of the palm of their hand, vectored, used against their political enemies. There was a man who stood and faced down the Soviet Union in Berlin. His name was General Patton. And he knew this evil. General Patton was a student of history, an American hero, one of the reasons we won World War II. And General Patton is a legend. General Patton studied Sovietism. He studied Karl Marx, the godless writing that it is based on. And he knew what these people were capable of, the blackness of this ideology. General Patton understood that if given an opportunity to fester, that these people would try to destroy the world, that their worldview was so demonically possessed that it would destroy and corrupt Everything, including his own nation. That's why General Patton wanted to fight the Soviets all the way back to Moscow. And he said so. For his trouble, General Patton was killed. A lot of mystery around his death. But they took him out. The central planners was who General Patton was scared of. The elites at the top of a system where they controlled what was true, what was right, what was just. And all of those things were on a sliding scale in order to only ever give more power to them. General Patton knew of a man named Laverne Berra. This is a man who history has forgotten. Now, we remember the names of Heinrich Himmler and Joseph Goebbels. And we remember the names of concentration camps throughout Nazi Germany. And, well, rightly, we should. But this is a man whose name and image should be plastered upon every single history book as one of the most evil men in all of history. What did he do? This was Stalin's right-hand man. And when you hear the words, show me the man and I'll show you the crime, this is where it comes from. This is the man who served as Stalin's right hand, who locked up individuals in the Soviet Union when he had determined that they themselves were guilty. This was the man 
who wouldn't wait for a trial. He would simply dislike you and then go after you, your entire family, put you in prison and haul you away. Such was the way of Sovietism. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime was Barra's infamous boast. He served as the deputy premier in 1941 to Stalin's death in 1953, supervising the expansion of the gulags and the secret detention facilities and political prisoners. He became part of the post-Stalin short-lived ruling Stroika until he was executed for treason after Nikita Khrushchev's coup d'etat. Barra targeted the man first. He proceeded to find or fabricate a crime. Barra's modus operandi was to presume the man was guilty and fill in the blanks later. By contrast, under the United States Constitution, there's a presumptive of presumption of innocence that emanates from the 5th, 6th, and 14th Amendments as set forth in Coffin versus U.S. 1895. There are two ideologies at play here. The presumption of innocence before the law or the presumption of guilt if you are inconvenient to the state. Laverne Berra represents the presumption of guilt. A Soviet system where Soviets are God, where the state is God, and God has the right to judge you, and if you are inconvenient to God, then you can go to prison, get killed, your life doesn't matter. They are God, after all. This man was a monster. This man locked up more of his own countrymen than any other person in history, I believe. You can check me on that. He imprisoned and slaughtered more innocent members of his own nation than any man in history. I think that's almost assured. This side of perhaps Mao Zedong. This man was the gulag executioner. And what would you need to do in order to get into a Russian gulag? Literally nothing. The Red Scare was all about Joseph Stalin locking up anyone he could or anyone he wished in order to simply install fear in people, in order to show that he could. Fast forward to today, Nancy Pelosi. Ladies and gentlemen, Nancy Pelosi tweeted last night something that should strike fear through all of your hearts, something that echoes the agency of Laverne Berra, something that is a black mark on history that somebody who has been Speaker of the House a couple times so utterly misunderstands our Constitution or, alternatively, has embraced the tenets of Marxism, which is that she is the state, her friends run everything, and they can do what they wish. Look at this tweet. The grand jury has acted upon the facts and the law. No one is above the law, and everyone has the right to a trial to prove innocence. Hopefully, the former president will peacefully respect the system which grants him that right. Huh? Wait, what? Let me read that again. He has a trial to prove innocence, a right to a trial to prove innocence. Even the Twitter community notes checked Nancy Pelosi on this. Pelosi is mistaken that Trump can prove his innocence in trial. U.S. law assumes innocence of a defendant. The prosecution must prove guilt for a conviction, citing Cornell Ivy League University there. This is the total and complete corruption and destruction of our system at play. They are now out in the open with it. It's Marxism out in the open. They are acting upon the tenets of the Soviet Union, which is based upon the writings of Karl Marx. And the first book of Karl Marx explains there is nothing but the state. The state is God. Destroy the schools, destroy the church, destroy the family. Eliminate all intermediaries before the individual and the state. And then you can have full power. Pit the people against each other, create civil war environments, and then seize power. These are the writings of Karl Marx. I've studied them well. It's a very simple book. It's a very simplistic book. Any rube can read it. I'm certainly no scholar. And then you can understand why people like James Comey tweets things like this yesterday. It's been a good day. And then he locks his replies so that he can't even get ratioed. Effing coward. An account that I really love put up something that I thought was 
prescient and wokeness. People who deserve to be indicted. You see there individuals who have committed war crimes, who have slaughtered hundreds of thousands, if not millions, without, I mean, Barack Obama killed Americans with drones. You knew this, right? Like a 16-year-old American kid was slaughtered by Barack Obama with a drone strike without a trial. Fauci destroyed your economy. Hunter Biden sold out your nation. We know this. 450 different federal laws were broken on Hunter Biden's laptop. That's what we know of without an investigation through the Marco Polo Association. Bill Gates, monster. Pelosi, insider trader, among with many other things. Joe Biden, kingpin of his crime family. Here are the people who are actually indicted. If you are an enemy of the regime, they will lock you up. If you are an enemy of the regime, they will put you in jail. They don't need charges. Andrew Tate's a good example of this. They don't need any evidence. General Flynn's a good example of this. They don't need your cooperation. Steve Bannon is a good example of this. All you need to do is stand against the state that sees itself as God. Julian Assange, of course, and Donald Trump are now victims of this. What will we do to save our nation? What will we do to save what is not Sovietized yet inside of our country? There was a man once who saw this evil. He stared it down. His name was General Patton, and he was probably killed for his outright condemnation of the Soviet Union and his declaration that we needed to fight the Soviets all the way back to Moscow and defeat communism once and for all. We had the atomic bomb after all. Why wouldn't we just put an end to this blackness? Well, it was possibly the greatest mistake in American history not doing that, not crushing communism in China and the Koreas, not crushing communism in Russia and just putting an end to that disease because that disease, while it spreads slowly, it spreads. There is a blackness in the human heart that it takes advantage of and you are seeing that. You've seen it now at the beginning and the end of the week. The radical atomization of the individual, which led, of course, to the manipulation of the mentally ill that led to the slaughter of six in Nashville to start this week on Monday. Now, of course, also leading to the obsession with power and locking up those who stand against you, Donald Trump, at the end of the week. There is a bridge between them. That bridge was put to the test last night in a clip with Jason Whitlock on Tucker Carlson's show that we want to begin our show with. We think it is the best clip that's ever been broadcast on, on TV. It is 60 seconds, the most powerful 60 seconds ever broadcast on TV. Jason Whitlock, commentator, a sports commentator, really, speaks for all of us. When he teared up and he said, I am hardcore MAGA now, Tucker. Go. Let's just better let, give up on Donald Trump, give up on Tucker. I don't say this with pride. I, I really don't. I, I'm just being factual. I've never voted. Uh, and so I'm not saying that with pride. I'm hardcore MAGA tonight. I'm, I'm hard, I will be voting. I am hardcore MAGA. I've never voted. I, I did. You know, I observe Trump. I'm somewhat yeah. supportive of Trump, but they have made me MAGA and they have made me ready for whatever is next because what they are building for young people. I can't I can't sit by and just let it happen without raising my voice and without willing being willing to sacrifice whatever so that kids don't live in a communist Marxist society. These people that think the government is going to take care of them don't understand history, that they've never studied history. They don't understand how tyrannical a government is. <laughs> what, what's if they have their way? I, I, if they have their way, we're all catching hell except for the elites. And yes, I have a very good bank account and perhaps I'm an elite, but my heart is working class. My parents were factory workers. I came from nothing in this country. I'm black. 
They're telling everybody black here, oh, you can't come from nothing and make it in this country. That's bullshit. I'm hardcore MAGA tonight. That's what you've seen across the spectrum. Because MAGA now stands for something else. MAGA is less about Donald Trump. We can show you what Donald Trump looked like last night. Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago last night. He was at a dinner. Donald Trump did not look particularly distressed. This is, of course, a shot taken in action. Donald Trump was at a dinner last night celebrating, even after his indictment, with his wife, Melania Trump. MAGA is more than just that man. MAGA has always been more than just Donald Trump. MAGA is a worldview, of course. It's something that says, no, we will not go. We will not go quietly into the night. You are not going to be able to institute a communist regime here in this country. The antibody reaction you are watching from even people who had Trump derangement syndrome. A good example of this would be Glenn Beck, who famously put his face in Cheetos because he didn't like Donald Trump. Whatever. I like Glenn Beck. But you have individuals like Jason Whitlock, who's never voted, saying he's hardcore MAGA, to Glenn Beck who was the loudest voice against Donald Trump in 2016, albeit he's changed that now, uniting. Because this now stands for more than Donald Trump. And it always has. But people are starting to see it now. That Donald Trump was in the way of what they want to do to you. If you are inconvenient to the regime, or if you are simply just a number on a ledger, a column inside of a spreadsheet, they will crush you. The rules don't matter. The Constitution is just paper, and it's thin paper at that, and it's disintegrating. The judicial system no longer matters. These people are communists, they are Marxists, and they have very bad plans for you. And America was the last thing standing in their way. They already have a huge portion of the rest of the world, they already have Europe, essentially. Of course, China, Russia, the dictatorship spread throughout Africa and the Mideast and South America. America was it. We're the last one. We're it. And if they can get the system in place here, the soft Marxism, where you lock up your political enemies without a trial, without cause, You can create the charges. Show me the man. I'll show you the crime. If they can get that here, then they can have rule of the Politburo. They can institute their own ruling party. A party that runs everything and you're not invited. To paraphrase George Carlin. Glenn Beck last night, putting on a MAGA hat and saying there are now 100 million Americans who are going to put up their fists, and say, stop. No more. And he's right. He is a symbol. He is a symbol of the average everyday guy that keeps getting screwed every single time. Watches other people screw up big banks, screw up their companies, and get away with it. They see people all the time doing stuff that they know if they did, they'd be in prison for 20 years. But because they're not part of the elite, they get away with it. Donald Trump has taken arrow after arrow, and that's why this is the way the average American feels tonight. Yeah. I hope that there's a few Republic or Democrats out there, but this guy has been taking the bullets for the average person now for years. And people on the right feel like he's the only guy that really gets what the people are feeling. And it's, uh, it's not gonna, it's not gonna end well. Uh, for the Democrats in the next election. It's just not. I don't know if Donald Trump is the winner or not, but I will tell you this. 
You're not going to stop a hundred million people. This country is in shambles. And there's going to be a hundred million people that will walk on broken glass and through fire to vote for someone other than this corrupt banana republic administration. People feel it in their heart. They know it. And this isn't the first time that they've known it. They've known it for the better part of a decade. I believe that George W. Bush is the person who finally broke a lot of people in recognizing that there is a uniparty. Once you realize that George W. Bush and Michelle Obama are the same person, then you will become awake. There is a uniparty that doesn't care about you. They pass power back and forth like a, like a football. And you're in the stands. And you're not on the field. And they could care less what you think or what your priorities are. They have the power. There is an illusion of a democracy in this nation. And there was one man who called them out on it. George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama. They're the same person, the same policies. One man got one opportunity to call them out. And it was glorious. And this was the moment, the moment where Donald Trump guaranteed that he would be indicted eventually in a fraud, in a scam indictment, but he guaranteed it all, all the less. Donald Trump guaranteeing that there would be an antibody reaction against him by the deep state, the super state above our government, and by the corrupt judiciary. In this exact moment, the moment when he called them out, go. It is, uh, it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. That was it. That was it. It was worth it, I believe. It was worth it. Donald Trump has changed his bio on Truth Social. They're not coming after me. They're coming after you. I'm just standing in the way. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a breaking report about Donald Trump getting handcuffed from Tucker Carlson last night. Tucker's show was a straight hour without a single commercial break. It was wild. But Tucker bringing breaking news about Trump actually being handcuffed. I believe that Trump wants this. We've heard that Trump actually wants the shot. That's why we put in our cover image today. He wants you to see what they are trying to do to you. Go. A Fox News alert for you. Reports indicate that Donald Trump will be fingerprinted, photographed, and possibly handcuffed. He has been told to surrender early next week in New York City. Obviously, this is a humiliation ritual. The question is, how do we respond as Americans who are trying to be decent and measured and keeping, as always, the interests of our children and our grandchildren in mind in the hope of continuing what we have, which is great. ABC News called Donald Trump and asked Donald Trump if he would be turning himself in. It's an interesting moment. Worth worth replaying. What has the former president uh, told you? David, I just hung up with the former president. He tells me that uh, he just learned of the news, said it's an attack on our country, said it's political persecution. He went on to say, David, they are trying to impact an election. I asked the former president, uh, does he plan to turn himself in? David, he said, you take care, John, and then he hung up on me. So I think we're going to have to wait and see. But obviously, all of our reporting has been that the former president does indeed intend to head to New York. Uh, maybe didn't want to give me that piece of information just yet from him, but something that we know his team has been in active conversations right now with the Secret Service of what that is going to look like. All right, John Santucci, our thanks for your report. So Donald Trump hanging up on an ABC News reporter, Eric Trump responding the way that he should hear. And I have to say, my father's the toughest person I've ever met before. I speak to him right before the show, and he is just, he's a rock. He's a fighter. He's a rock. He'll fight this all the way, and we will absolutely win it. It's its no question about it. But Americans see people like 
you know, Soros paying $1 million to get Alvin Bragg elected, and then this guy's going out and doing this guy's, you know, dirty work. People get it. You have women, again, who are getting thrown in front of subway trains in New York. You have homelessness that's rampant. You have crime that's rampant. People don't care about this issue. They know exactly what this is. Again, these people campaigned on video, on video, saying that they were going to do this as soon as they got elected. Alvin Bragg brags about when he was in the attorney general's office, that he went after my father a hundred times. He's so proud of that. You know, that was their calling card. This was their mission. This is what they promised their donors. This is what they promised Soros that they would do. It's why they received the big checks. And it's exactly why the American people have lost total faith in the system, Sean. People are sick and tired of it. They see the weaponization of politics and of the justice system. We've seen it with the FBI. We've seen it with the DOJ. We've seen it time and time again. At some point, the guy deserves a pass. So at some point, someone's going to have to ask about the person who is bringing this charge, a charge that we have covered many, many times here, a specious charge, a charge that they are elevating from a misdemeanor to a felony. Someone still has to explain to me how to do that, how that is legal. A charge that Alvin Bragg says in a statement last night. We contacted Mr. Trump's attorney to coordinate surrender of Manhattan DA's office, Supreme Court indictment, which remains under seal. Guidance to be provided when the arraignment is selected. So wait a second, wouldn't this be a moment to have maximum transparency? Here, I mean, this seems like an insane, insane moment to try and play tricks on people. They want to insult you. Matt Taibbi, who is a leftist, Matt Taibbi, who is a journalist who won many awards and worked with Rolling Stone, had this to, to say, gallows humor aside, the indictment is a disaster, obviously. I'm shocked they actually went forward with this. When you see Matt Taibbi and Trump end up on the same plank targeted by those in power, you realize the left-right duopoly is dead, replaced by a new one, insiders versus outsiders. This is the new blueprint, the new filter to see all things in the coming years. Nailed it. And this is why Joe Biden is silent. If this wasn't about the creation of a new Marxist America, then Joe Biden would be the first guy out there being like, oh, wait, hold on. Wouldn't Republicans be able to suddenly do this to me? Shouldn't I stand against this? Shouldn't I say that I dislike Donald Trump and uh, I want to run against him and I'll beat him? But we shouldn't be indicting presidents. Wouldn't this mean something bad for me? But they don't have that intention of having a system of government that everyone applies to, a system of justice that is equal before all of us. That's not the goal. The goal is to have Joe Biden and his friends in power forever. And they can get away with anything they damn well please. That's the goal. So that's why Joe Biden sounds like this this morning. Mr. President, do you think that the charges against Trump are politically motivated? No comment. Oh, no comment. Okay, got it. No comment. From the president, who will most likely be facing his own arraignment in court. Mark my words, because this is where the base is now. You've created the rule. They did this with Neil Gorsuch and the Supreme Court, Harry Reid on his dying day, last days in the Senate, said, I'm going to nuke the filibuster rule. No longer do we have filibusters for judicial nominees. I'm just going to make this up just to try and get like one last guy through at the very end of my term here. And Mitch McConnell, who is never right, but a broke clock, right, twice a day, said, you're going to really regret this. And what happened? Trump slammed the Supreme Court full of conservatives and Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Her seat is now occupied by Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, Trump judges that overturned Roe v. Wade this year, all because Democrats thought that this would be a great power play. And they never, ever understood that, oh, my, 
the consequences of my own actions will someday bite me directly in the ass. Last night, Kevin Cork was on Fox News. This is the straight news reporter that they bring on Fox saying, get ready. Many politicians, including presidents, should now be expected to be indicted. This is the new this is the new America that we have. Now, Bragg has done something no D.A. has ever done. And the fear tonight, Tucker, as many others will now follow suit, presuming that turnabout is fair play, which means it's not just a Trump problem. Probably this could be a problem for a number of American politicians moving forward, including presidents. Tucker. Including presidents. You saw this call ring across the Internet. So there are two things that happened last night. One, the entire country became MAGA. Okay, even Jesse Smollett's attackers are now MAGA country inside of the polar vortex subway sandwich in Chicago. The entire country became MAGA last night. You united the Republican Party. The polling now shows that. And then two, Republicans now suddenly grew a set of testicles that will hang between their legs, a spine inside of their back. The commentary last night and all across social media and in every single DM that I got is we are going to demand that Republican district attorneys inside of Midland, Texas, and inside of, you know, this entire country is pretty much a red country. Have you ever seen it from space? You ever look at it on an electoral map? How many Republican district attorneys are there? Uh, they way outnumber Democrats. How many Republican attorney generals are there? Well, they way outnumber Democrats. If this is now the precedent, then you just take any state that Joe Biden's ever stepped foot in and you charge Joe Biden. Well, he's been here. This is what they're doing with Donald Trump. Well, he once lived here, so now we're going to charge him. That's our grounds. And you're going to see every single perp walk that you've ever dreamed of. They set the rules. It's not hard to see where this train comes to an end. Jesse Waters last night, beginning this drumbeat, we will start prosecuting Democrats. Go. In terms of Republican response, you're hearing from House Republicans they're going to bring Bragg out to the Capitol and and they got subpoenas flying. OK, fine. But what happens the next time a Republican gets in the White House? Are we going to yeah. are we going to start prosecuting Democrats the way they prosecute Republicans? Because you hear a lot of so-called classy Republicans say, oh, you know, you know, we can't we can't do this. We can't do that. We're better than that. Well, are we? So are we better than that? Ned Ryan, of course, picking up that baton and running very quickly with it. Ned Ryan is a spectacular thinker for the right. If you're not familiar with him, uh, listen to these comments. This is probably the harshest fire and brimstone you got last night. We're in a Cold War, Civil War era in this country uh, in which we have to decide and commit to the policy of mutually assured destruction. Democrats are launching nukes at us. We better decide we're launching nukes back at them until they stop. And if we don't do it, if we don't understand, right now we have two sets of laws, a bifurcated legal system in which one side gets the entire legal system thrown at it, go to jail, and the other one gets to skate free. And if you don't fight it, and if you just accept it, we will slouch our way into a one-party state, one-party system, which ultimately ends up in authoritarianism. The stakes here, I can't, I can't even begin to tell you how deep and how consequential the stakes are of what's taking place now. And I have to tell you, Tucker, my greatest fear is that too many Americans, too many Republicans are asleep in the light and don't understand what's going on. And if they don't wake up and don't know what time it is, we will find ourselves on that path to one state party, one party state in authoritarian government. Yeah, probably not the best time to give up your AR-15. Hmm. Your Tucker's final comment there. Ned Ryan saying what we have been trying to say for a long time on this show, which is mutually assured destruction is what kept us from nuking each other during the Cold War. Mutually assured destruction is what keeps Marxists at bay. It worked in the Cold War. There is actually a playbook to defeat these people. We are not lost as a nation. We are facing dark times and we faced dark times before. So here's your uplifting here. We have conquered dangerous 
blackness is inside of the human soul before. We've done it. There is a playbook to do it. It requires a revival in this nation. It requires spirituality. It requires determination. It requires force of will. Will to power. It requires people who are not made of linguine and piss and vinegar to do something, to stand up. These Marxists are just the newest incarnation of the sickness inside of all human beings, the desire to be God. You've seen it all the way back to the Tower of Babel, all the way to Cain and Abel, all the way to Eve, munching that apple. Hey, my brother insulted me. I'm going to slaughter him. You're not better than the original humans. God didn't make mistakes in designing you. This isn't a glitch. This isn't a bug. This is how we are made. This is the machine. This is who we are as individuals. There is a desire to be God. It is what separates Christianity from the godless atheist. Because the Christians, by nature and by order of Christ, our Savior, must be humble. We must understand that we are not God. That we are flawed. That is the essence of being Christian. And then order our lives correctly in order to make up for the fact that we're not God. And we'll be judged someday by a righteous God. And we best not act as God in this life. And one thing that God reserves for himself, well, is judgment. And so if you believe that you are God, well, you're going to do a couple things. You're going you're to think that you can change God's design, change your gender, that you were born in the wrong body, that God made a mistake in making you. See that? You're going to correct God's mistake. I mean, that's, just, that, that's where this ideology comes from, right? But on a larger scale... You're going to declare judgment like this. You're going to say, well, rule of law, what is just doesn't matter. What matters is delivering more power to me because I'm God. That's what you're fighting. We do have a mental health crisis in this country. It's masquerading. It's a spiritual crisis. It's a spiritual crisis that is masquerading as a health crisis. We're seeing right now in stark relief what is truly at the gates here in America and actually inside of the gates. The orcs have overrun Helms Deep here. But it's the same darkness, and this should give you hopefully a little bit of faith, the same darkness that gets conquered by Christ on the cross that has been conquered by America and our value system that they see as depraved because they are anti-Christian. This is ultimately the reality. Why is it that they're trying this in New York where they just erected a demon statue onto one of their courts? A little on the nose, isn't it? They just put up a statue of a demon. Why are they doing it in New York? If, if that brings you a little cold comfort, I hope it does. It's how I got to sleep last night. There's nothing new here. It's the same evil from the garden of good and evil. Okay? It's the same thing. The desire of human beings to be God. And what was the original lie from Satan? You know better than God. There's no rules. Do what you want. Do what brings you happiness. Look at that red delicious. Go in, queen. It's the same thing. So now they erect demons on our courthouses. They mutilate God's creation, which is what this is. is a satanic imagery. This is a baphomet. It sits above a courthouse in New York. Is it the courthouse that just handed down an indictment of Donald Trump? Well, that shows you who's in charge, doesn't it? The demons. The mutilation. You'll notice that this looks a little different than Michelangelo's Statue of David, the mutilation of the human body and the human design, the ram's horns, the satanic ram's horns, those are, these are, this is the Baphomet. This is, this is satanic imagery. 
the lack of arms or feet, the tentacles. This is the corruption of God's design and the corruption of a I haven't really thought about this. It's so profound. Who they replaced here was Moses. Do you know that's who they replaced here? The, the original lawgiver, Moses, with the Ten Commandments? That's who was replaced by this demon on this building. Did you know this? You know, lucky for us, they, they, they're, they're happy to play out the actual characters um, here, and it's straight out of central casting. So know who your enemy is. It's the first rule of warfare. Politico says it seems to be another witch hunt for Donald Trump. Just a couple of headlines here from across the media. Trump seems to be a victim of witch hunt. So what? Well, thanks for saying it out loud. This is from Politico's law and order reporter. DeSantis, for his part, says that Florida will not assist in the extradition request. Good. This is strong. We needed this strength a couple of weeks ago, but good. DeSantis tweeting essentially that uh, Florida will not play part in an extradition request and uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be joined by Mike Davis here, the, our in-house attorney, in just a moment. But I, I believe this is like a really great question to ask him is what happens federally here? Because this is now a question of federalism. You know, the federal government has absolutely no right inside of a state to go in. There are very strict limitations on what the federal government can do in the 10th Amendment. And if this becomes like an actual constitutional issue, then you have the right Supreme Court to bring this. What, what right? This is now a decision between the states. There are no, this is now New York versus Florida. Now, Donald Trump may well go to New York because he, he wants the photo op. That's what his lawyer said on TV last night. But this is now New York versus Florida. How could New York possibly force Florida to give up Donald Trump? They can't. What, what is a, a New York going to send a militia down here? Try it, buddy. Try it. Make my day. I, I love it. I want it. Try it, New York. I mean it. How are you going to do it? Donald Trump will probably peacefully surrender. But this is now going to become a question of federalism. Because the, the, the federal government actually has no rights inside of the state. There are rulings on this. House and Senate Republicans are outraged at Trump indictment, a dark day in American history. Lots and lots and lots of tweets here from members of Congress. Jim Jordan saying straight up outrage. Everyone coming, everyone coming to Trump's defense here, including a member of Congress that dropped an F-bomb. We try very hard not to swear here. Clay Higgins saying uh, this anti-American, the anti-American left is going to F around and find out. He dropped the F-bomb, baby. In the end, Trump wins. Wow. Even Mike Pence, who is presumably running for president against Donald Trump, saying this is outrageous. The development. Well, I think the unprecedented indictment of a former president of the United States on a campaign finance issue is an outrage. And, and it appears to millions of Americans be nothing more than a political prosecution that's driven by a prosecutor who literally ran for office on the pledge to indict the former president. So, I mean, how many more people do you need to connect here? You have anti-Trumpers. You have never-Trumpers. You have guys who wore Cheeto on their face. You have people who've never voted, like Jason Whitlock. You have the straight news reporters at Fox. You have a lot of the common sense left saying, I can't, I, I mean, what have you done here? You're building an army. You wanted a war while well, you're building an army. An army of people who are going to stand against this. We'll see what the tide brings in. Here are the recent polls. We're look, we were looking for polls uh, that would point out various trends. What have you seen since January? A 30-point swing towards Trump. That's what you've seen here. Interactive polls, 2024, head to head. This is DeSantis versus Trump. Five points, 11 points, 25 points. Net 30 points. Swing to Donald Trump. If you were a betting man, if you were a betting man, well, you'd probably bet your bottom dollar on Donald Trump being the GOP nominee and, and being the president of the United States in 2024. Uh, if you don't trust the American dollar, then uh, maybe you should get gold. I recommend that you get gold. 
ladies and gentlemen, because the next crash uh, is probably guaranteed under Joe Biden. And they're probably planning on it, actually. You seeing the banks? You seeing the stock market? You seeing the collapse here? You should act fast and act now. Go check out my friends at Allegiance Gold. They have the highest rating in the industry, an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Allegiance Gold can help protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver. You can have it delivered to your doorsteps. Gold is the only asset that protects against the government and protects you today. Right now, you can get $5,000 in free silver with qualifying investment when you visit protectwithbenny.com. Call 844-66-BENNY. There is one man who I trust in these times. There is one man who I trust in these moments. It is our in-house attorney, our legal advisor, my lawyer, as you would say, inside of fear and loathing in Las Vegas in the elevator. My lawyer, please consult with my lawyer. He's a great man. He's potentially Donald Trump's acting attorney general when Donald Trump wins the election in 2024. He's actually called to become Donald Trump's acting attorney general, and he has a game plan for what he's going to do in that position. His name is Mike Davis from the Article 3 Project, and he joins us now. Mike, thank you so much for being on the program. I know you probably haven't been away from a camera for the last, I don't think, I, you've been ubiquitous, man, uh, away from the camera for the last 24 hours. And I wanted, I had all these questions to ask you, and then you sent out a tweet this morning, and I was like, stop the presses! We're asking Mike about being attorney general and what he's going to do. So we're going to toss the tweet up and we're going to let you go, buddy. So, yeah, I mean, as you know, Ben, I wouldn't get confirmed to anything. I think that we would like Chuck Grassley, our home state senator in Iowa, would give me like one charity vote. So I can't get confirmed as attorney general. So I think Trump should just make me attack acting attorney general on day one. I think I'll last for about three weeks before I get chased out of town. But in those three weeks, I will be able to accomplish a lot. I will fire so many people at the FBI. I will fire so many people at Maine Justice. I will I will make sure that uh, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, the Obamas, uh, the Bidens, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Jill Biden, James Biden, other sleazebag uh, grandchildren. I will make sure that George Soros, Antifa, Planned Parenthood, they will all get a full and fair investigation of any and all allegations brought against them. Because you know what? The Democrats have crossed the Rubicon with mm. uh, Soros-funded Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg bringing these bogus, trumped-up political charges against President Trump in New York they know that these are bogus charges. Alvin Bragg knows that these are bogus charges because he pushed the previous DA to decline these charges. The Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office declined these charges. The Federal Election Commission declined these charges. But now that they've crossed the Rubicon by indicting Trump, they have destroyed our country. And so it's going to be a tit for tat back and forth. If any Republican says, no, we're better than this, we should we should take the high road. We need to primary them and chase them out of office. Every Republican attorney general, every Republican DA, every Republican prosecutor should start looking uh, very carefully at every Democrat across America to make sure that they are uh, following the law, including law, laws that they can just make up and retroactively apply, you know, seven years prior, because that's what the Democrats are doing. This is part of a campaign. Alvin Bragg is just one part of this. The other two parts are uh, Garland special counsel, Jack Smith. He's looking at the non-crime of a former president, uh, uh, looking at his presidential records in the office, office of former president, which is uh, actually allowed to what he's allowed to do under the Presidential Records Act. So there's a non-crime that Garland's investigating there. This Democrat, Fulton County DA Fannie Willis in Georgia is looking at the non-crime of President Trump objecting to the presidential election and, and lobbying other people to object to the, to the presidential election. That is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887. It's also allowed by the First Amendment. But, but because it's Trump, the Democrats want to criminalize this. So two can play at this game. Uh, I call this the dead chicken strategy. When, when I clerked for Justice Gorsuch, we had lunch with all the Supreme Court justices and with our lunch with, with Clarence Thomas, Justice Clarence Thomas, he talked about 
Growing up on the farm in Georgia, when dogs killed chickens, you would take that dead chicken and wrap it around the dog's neck. And then that dog, uh, as that chicken rotted, that dog would lose the taste for chicken. And we need to do the same thing for Democrats. This is this is nonsense what they're doing. It's un-American. They're trying to destroy our country. These are Marxist, Soros-funded prosecutors trying to destroy our country. And Republicans can't be the string orchestra on the Titanic as our country is going down. We need to learn how to fight. Hmm. So the nuclear option is what people are suggesting here. And this is something that we've been talking about for quite a while, is in order to have deterrence in a war, you must be able to meet force with force and force with greater force. And so what is to stop any attorney general right now from indicting Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, Jill Biden, Haley Biden? We now know from the records that all of them were getting greasy communist dollars into their bank accounts. Is there anything stopping them? Talk me through what the case would be with the closest attorney general, I mean, I suppose if Joe Biden stepped foot in your state or tried to do business in your state, they tried to sell natural gas. This is the best that I can come up with. They tried to sell Texas's natural gas and put a natural gas station in Texas so that the Chinese could get access to it. Now, this seems like standing to go to Midland, Texas, and to file a case there against the Bidens for selling our energy to the Communist Party of China. I think uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton should look at this. He's a good man, and I think he should look at this, because anywhere that they, there is a nexus to a criminal conspiracy, maybe there's some RICO investigation they can do, some sort of conspiracy obstruction. You know, let, let, let's let's just figure out what the Democrats are doing and use the same playbook against them, dead chicken strategy. And you know what? With the Bidens, there's actually smoking gun evidence of real crimes. There is that we have. House Oversight Chairman James Comer subpoenaed bank records showing the Bidens got at least a million dollars from the CCP, right? There's evidence that the Bidens got money from the CCP. There's money that the Bidens got uh, that got money from the Ukrainian oligarchs. Where are the two biggest trouble spots in the world right now? It's Ukraine and Taiwan. I mean, it's just amazing how this works out that the president of the United States just happens to be compromised by corrupt, illegal payments to his family and to himself and these two trouble spots in the world. Why is there not an investigation on this, right? Why why are they not looking into this? Why and and the how the the, the House uh, Republicans they're they're starting to do a very good job on oversight. I've been a, a critic of Jim Jordan. I'm actually starting to change my mind on Jim Jordan as it come, as it relates to oversight. I, I still think he's terrible on big tech, but on oversight, he's he's really coming around. So the, he he absolutely should do some very thorough digging here. He should and so should James Comer continue their digging. They're saying that that uh, Jim Jordan can't do oversight over Alvin Bright because he's a local DA. That's nonsense, right? They get federal funds. Do, doesn't the Manhattan DA's office get federal funds? from the Justice, uh, Department of Justice's Office of Justice Programs and other places in the federal government? Are they not interfering with a presidential election? Are they not diverting federal resources uh, with the Secret Service and all the other federal law, law enforcement ha who have to divert resources to protect a former president of the United States that's going through a bogus political show trial? There's absolutely a federal interest, and I think it's very rich that Alvin Bragg is saying that the federal government has no role here when he's when he has no role with federal election crimes. He's trying to bootstrap federal election crimes onto a state onto state misdemeanors to to go after Trump. I mean, again, Republicans need to take off the gloves. They need to put on the brass knuckles. They need to break the Democrats glass jaws. And I say that legally and politically, not actually. So, you know, you don't need to call the FBI on me. <laughs> Your follow-up tweet that's gotten you some real special activity on Twitter this morning. Send me a list of Democrats we need to indict when I'm Trump's acting attorney general. Don't worry about whether they committed crimes. We'll find crimes. That's how America's new Marxist legal system works. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be great. I mean, if you can't, if, if we fear that we can't beat Democrats in the polls, we're just going to indict them, and we can indict their family members and their friends. This is going to be great. I mean, I, I I really do envy these third world Marxist hellhole dictators and these banana republics because you know they get to stay in office for like 
30 years, 40 years, 50 years. This is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> what did, uh, like, what is the reason why Donald Trump did not go after Hillary? Donald Trump said, because you'd be in jail if I was president. And do you think that this is the last time that Republicans play nice? Because it seems like Donald Trump, in not engaging or setting up, you know, asking for a special counsel against Hillary Clinton, missed a moment, perhaps, to sort of hit back, right? And in his monologue last night, Tucker Carlson said, why is the FBI still around, right? Like, if the FBI was helping Hillary Clinton become president, then it should be scattered to the wind and defunded. Donald Trump allowed it to continue and then never prosecuted Hillary. Uh, do you think that era has now come to a close in, Amer in American politics? Because Republicans are weak and stupid. Remember when Trump came into office, the, the, the Democrats got the weak and stupid Republicans, particularly weak and stupid Senate Republicans, where I worked, all spun up about Russian collusion, and they forced Trump. To, after he fired James Comey, rightfully fired FBI James Comey. Remember, George W. Bush also fired James Comey back in 2005 when I worked in the, worked in the Bush 43 White House. James Comey is a total snake. He's a narcissistic, loony tune. He should have been fired. He was fired before by Bush 43. Trump fired him. But that got the, 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 the weak, stupid Republicans, particularly in the Senate, all spun up. So Trump had to hire Chris Wray to be the FBI director. And then you had these deep staters at the Justice Department who refused to do anything, right? Uh, remember uh, that the uh, Jeff Sessions turned over a lot of this to the, to the Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, and then it got handed off to, a, to, to Mueller. I, I, what we need to, when I'm acting Attorney General Ben, none of this is going to happen. I guarantee you, Jack Smith will be fired on day one as the the special counsel going after President Trump. I guarantee you, there will be many more special counsels appointed to go after uh, President Biden, Hillary Clinton, the the Obamas. I'm I, I it's 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 going to be quite a sight to see when I'm acting Attorney General for three weeks before I get chased out of town. So it's the final question I have for you, Mike, which is, you know, this is fun and it makes for great Twitter play. But what is do you believe that this is the rock solid strategy going forward for Trump? I mean, because I believe a lot of people they're seeing red right now and the entire movement we saw all last night, never Trumpers, Democrats, left wingers putting on MAGA hats on live TV saying they, they cannot no they can no longer abide by this. This isn't their party anymore. And they're not part of the like. Th this movement has gone too far. And there's an antibody reaction happening in America right now to this Marxism because this is not the way our society is structured. And so what is the logical path forward then for a Trump administration? Trump gets power 2020, 2025, right? January 25th, 2025. Uh, what would be your list of like the top three things to do? I mean, there, there are so, there's so much that needs to happen. And I think that what President Trump needs to do is just not listen to Senate Republicans who are the weakest people on the planet. He just needs to move forward. He needs to clean house. You know, he, you need to bring in like a Rick Grinnell, uh, people like that, bring them back in just to go in and clean house at the Justice Department, at the FBI, at DNI, at the CIA. You have to get rid of these deep state snakes. You need to come up with serious structural reforms at these places. You need to eliminate a lot of positions. You need people who are going to come in there and not worry about making friends in Washington, D.C. They really, really, really need to clean house. It needs to be at you need to go down several layers, including in these U.S. attorney's offices, including uh, in these FBI field offices around the country. There is they, the, the, the Marxist left. Again, this is not our parents or, or grandparents' Democrat Party. These are not liberals who love America. These are leftists. These are Marxists. They hate America. They don't believe in equality. They believe in equity. They don't believe in due process. They believe in me too. They don't believe in free speech. They believe in censorship. They hate America. They're subversive. They're trying to destroy it. They've infiltrated every institution in America, including our government, including law enforcement, including our military. Our biggest challenge, this is, this is like... The, the Soviet communist uh, challenge that we had for many years. Our biggest challenge is to get these Chinese-driven Marxists out of our society. They are a cancer on our society. BLM, Antifa, Me Too, Planned Parenthood, these are all 
Marxist. These are all evil people. They need to be defunded. They need to be chased out of society. They need to be canceled. We need to give them a dose of their own medicine. We hate cancel culture. The only way we're going to end it is by canceling the cancelers. Uh, final follow-up, Mike. Under, and it's just, I just need his one-word answer here. Under a uh, Mike Davis acting attorney general for the United States, will Hillary Clinton be breaking rocks in a prison yard? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I will send her to the D.C. gulag for two years before we come up with the charges against her like they did to the January 6th people. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Because <laughs> you'd be in jail. Still, I inarguably, the greatest line ever uttered by a presidential candidate and president. God bless you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Man, how fun is it to fight? The gloves are off. Now the gloves are off. And now the fight begins. Are you ready for the fight? Are you eager for the fight? Is it in your soul? Do you wish to battle in the arena? Politics is a blood sport. Politics is pain. You must be ready for battle. You must be ready to fight. You were lied to. You were lied to that if you if we just gave up our rights, if we just gave up our value system, that everything would be OK. We could just live inside of a mushy gray middle. Right. We just we just back off Christians, conservatives. We just back away from the abortion issue, from them coming after our churches, from them coming after our children, these monsters. We just back away from these lizard people and mutants who run everything. Just let them do it. It's good. It, what, it, 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 it. Watch the NFL. Get wing sauce on your fingers. You'll be fine. Crack open a Bud Light. You'll be fine. Don't worry. Lull us to sleep. That was a lie. There is no such thing as the mushy middle. There is no such thing as the gray matter in society. You win or you lose. It's called a culture war for a reason. The left is the ones who made up the term culture war in the 60s. And then they began to fight a war and we stopped fighting for some odd reason. Go ask your parents about it. Why did you stop fighting when you had the advantage, 90-10 advantage in society? Why did you allow them to pass Roe v. Wade? Why didn't you take to the streets when they passed Roe v. Wade? That didn't make any sense. Like the nation was like 95% Christian. Did your balls fall off, to paraphrase the Joker? Yeah. Yeah, they did. And now it's time to get back that testicular fortitude. Just in case you're wondering what's happening in the real world here, Hunter Biden was asked to use his FBI contacts to help his Chinese business partners arrested for bribery and money laundering. As the whistleblower claims, the president's son had a mole, an agent who tipped them off to the investigation. Oh, interesting here. Hunter Biden was using contacts at the FBI to help out his communist Chinese business partners. These communist Chinese business partners, the name is Patrick Ho, convicted of bribery and money laundering in 2018, was the secretary general of CEFC, China Oil. We'll call it China Oil. It's like Chinese Chevron. The China oil giant that Hunter partnered with, which sent the Biden family five million bucks. Hunter Biden's former business partner, Rob Walker, who paid Biden family over one million dollars in Chinese funds, was a frequent White House visitor. Well, that's interesting. Seems like these crimes, it seems like OJ is just leaving the bloody glove at the crime scene here for an actual indictment. Republican attorney generals, Republican district attorneys, will any of you grow a set and just charge the Bidens? Joe Biden has, of course, denied this, which means that he's lying. Okay, well, let's charge him with that. Watch. It appears that a second Hunter Biden business partner made a lot of visits to the White House. Visitor logs reviewed by Fox show Rob Walker made at least 16 trips there while the pre while uh, Joe Biden was vice president. This, of course, backs up concerns about influence peddling. It also casts more doubt on Biden's many claims that he knew nothing about Hunter Biden's business dealings. I don't know what he was doing. I did not know he was on the board. 
of that company. I've never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. I've never spoken to my son about Ukraine. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses. Lies, 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 lies. Boy, it'd be nice to get him under oath. Bah, wow, like Republican attorney generals, Republican prosecutors, Republican lawyers, Republican DAs. There's your evidence. We're really excited to hand it to you. And we'll keep handing it to you. Because that's what this show is about. We do truth on this show. We do fight on this show. And if you're going to fight, you better get on the armor of God. You better have truth on your side. You better be centered. You better have your mind right when you enter the battlefield. That is why we end every single show with a Bible verse. This verse from Lamentations. Many people are lamenting this morning. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Do not let men, do not let even Donald Trump, the MAGA movement, all of this stuff created by men. Do not put your faith in men. Put your faith in God. Pray to God. Ask God for victory. Did you think Donald Trump was going to become president in 2016? If you did, I want to go with you to the casino. Buy a bridge in Brooklyn with you. If you thought that Donald Trump was going to become president in 2016, man, you got some real hope. Hope. Continue to hope. Pray to God. Pray to the Lord. Pray that he saves America. And make sure that you structure your life right. God, family, country. These are the kind of things that tie us together, that bind us and give us a movement, give us a portion and give us a purpose. Maintain that purpose and go to the weekend uplifted. God has the victory. We already have the victory. Fear not. It's your boy, Benny. This is The Benny Show. See ya.